Our Old Testament reading is Psalm 23 and can be found on page 862 of your Pew Bible. We will share this familiar psalm with sign language. Let us hear and see a word from God. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. For Children's Sunday, we chose the parable of the lost sheep. This morning, I will be reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. You may follow along in your Red Pew Bible on page 1623. Let us listen to a word from God. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he, does, and when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Let us pray. God, our guide, take these words from me and mold them into your own. Amen. Do you all remember the first time that you ever felt lost? I do. I remember the first time that I felt lost. I was in the grocery store, and I think this was the first time that I was allowed to walk around and not have to sit in the buggy. I'm really not sure why this stands out as a moment of achievement in my childhood, but it does. So I trailed my mom through the produce section and the bakery section 
and things were going really great until we got to the cereal aisle. See, on the cereal aisle, I saw all of those like, sugary cereals that were advertised on TV with their fun cartoon characters that my mom would never buy us. And since I was no longer restrained in my grocery cart, I could pick out a cereal and put it in the cart all by myself. When I finally decided on which cereal I wanted to put in the cart, I think it was Lucky Charms, I turned around and the cart was gone. And my mom wasn't there anymore. It was missing. I knew to retrace my own steps when I had lost something, so I lost my puff several times before. I'm sure some of the parents in here know what it's like to lose your child's, what, lovey? I think those are the cool things these days. It's pretty traumatic, right? Meltdowns. So I knew, retraced my steps, but I couldn't find my mom in the grocery store. I was lost and I was on the verge of tears. And I thought I was going to have to spend the night in a grocery store. Maybe I was being a little bit dramatic. But just as I was beginning to really hit that meltdown stage, my mom came around the corner and she found me. All was well. I wonder what the self-righteous Pharisees were thinking when they overheard Jesus telling this group of tax collectors and sinners about a lost sheep. Jesus was sitting with a group of sinners and tax collectors, people that no one liked, people that were the ones everyone whispered about, and the people that you would start walking on the other side of the road when you saw them coming towards you. You know those people, right? So back in biblical times, there was a system for taxes, but the people who ran the system had a lot more freedom to embellish on how much money people paid in taxes to the government. See, tax collectors were the people that everyone hated because they stole all the good toys off the playground. No one liked them. And yet, Jesus sat with them, and Jesus told them a story. While the tax collectors and the sinners were gathered around Jesus, he starts to tell them about sheep, of all the things. The only time I ever really remember learning about sheep was in church, oddly enough. They're really interesting little creatures. Their wool makes the best socks and the best sweaters, and they make the English countryside look so quaint. Most of the time, people assume that sheep are pretty dumb, right? But they're not really. Sheep can learn and remember up to 50 faces, like they know one another. And sheep also have really great vision. See, sheep have these rectangular pupils, which means they can see nearly 360 degrees around them. We humans can only see about 120 degrees, for reference. So along with their wide range of vision and their ability to know one another, Sheep also have a really strong desire to flock, to be together. See, in fact, their desire to flock is so strong that they will literally follow one another off of a cliff to their deaths. Remember that saying, if everyone else jumped off a cliff, would you do it too? Sheep would actually do that. So Jesus is telling a story about one of these creatures to a bunch of tax collectors and sinners. 
So with all of them gathered around him, perhaps in a little bit more of a relaxed fashion than this, Jesus starts to tell them a story. So he tells them about a shepherd and a flock of sheep. If the shepherd had 100 sheep and one of them went missing, what would he do? Would he roll his eyes and call that one sheep a lost cause? Would he hastily grab his rod and start chasing after the direction the sheep might have gone in, leaving the 99 other sheep behind, knowing full and well that they could wander off a cliff to their death? Jesus tells him, quite matter-of-factly, I imagine, of course the shepherd goes and looks for the sheep. And when he finds it eating some really plush green grass, the shepherd rejoices. The shepherd doesn't scold the sheep for wandering off. No. The shepherd throws a party. His love for the sheep is so deep, he has to tell all of his friends because he's found his lost sheep. I wonder if we could be like the sheep that the shepherd is looking for. Are we like sheep that are really smart to remember people's names, to remember faces and names and dates, multiplication tables, fancy math equations? Are we like sheep who aren't so smart that they will wander off into dangerous territory? Is God like the shepherd that seeks out the lost sheep? See, God doesn't just seek out lost livestock, though. God seeks out all of us. God looks for us, for you and for me, our parents, our friends, even your pastors. And God loves us right where we are. See, the sheep matters to the shepherd, and we matter to God. God is seeking you, and God is always looking for us and finding us and rejoicing in the fact that we are here. A couple of years ago, this movie came out about a lost fish. I think it was probably a lot more than a couple of years ago. Nemo was a smart fish. His dad had taken care of him all his life. Then, one day, in a moment of rebellion, as Nemo swims out into the open ocean, He gets taken by a dentist. Nemo finds himself lost, away from his father, away from the life that he knew and loved. Marlin, Nemo's dad, despite Nemo's rebellion that he showed in the open ocean, Marlin goes and looks for Nemo. Marlin, who's a pretty scared clownfish, if you remember, goes on the adventure of his life to find his son. He comes nose to nose with a shark. Remember Bruce? He swims through some jellyfish, meets a forgetful fish named Dory, and he even rides on a sea turtle through the, what is it? I just forgot that great, the Gulf Stream in the ocean to find Nemo. And when he does finally find Nemo, he's so happy that he cries along with anyone watching the movie. Or maybe I'm the only person that cries at Finding Nemo. See, it's pretty miraculous that Marlin would do all of this just to find his son. 
It's pretty miraculous, too, that the shepherd would leave his other sheep to go look for one of them. Well, some might say that the right thing for the shepherd to do would be what's best for the most amount of sheep. That it was reckless for the shepherd to leave the 99 behind, and it was pointless for Jesus to even be telling a story to a group of tax collectors and sinners. See, one would think what's best for the whole group, but what about the one? What about that one lost sheep? God is who thinks about that one lost sheep, and God cares for the ones on the outskirts, the fringes, and the one that no one wants to be friends with. Even tax collectors and sinners matter to Jesus. See, God is thinking about those who are lost, the ones that most of us would just push to the side and count as lost. But no, the sheep matters to God. You matter to God. The psalm that we heard and were showed this morning, it's one you might know well. It's often read at funerals, and many people think it's just one of those parts of the Bible that makes you tear up Psalm 23. There could be many reasons why it causes that sort of reaction in people. Perhaps it's the occasion that people associate it with, or maybe it's the assurances that the psalmist writes. See, the psalmist doesn't write in a hesitant way. It's not, maybe God is my shepherd. It goes, the Lord is my shepherd. It's not, I might not be afraid in the darkest valley. It's, I will not be afraid. See, the psalmist is sure. Sure that God is the guide and God will be with them wherever they are. Surely. Because the shepherd goes out and finds the sheep, that one lost sheep, we know that God meets us where we are. God shows us empathy. When we're lost, God doesn't just look at us wandering off about to go over a cliff. No. God comes and gets us, meeting us right where we are. When we wander off, God finds us and rejoices because we are found. It's this kind of love, the kind that is willing to walk alongside us, lead us beside still waters and feeds us in green pastures, setting a table before us and filling our cup so that it overflows It's this kind of love that God gives to us unconditionally. God rejoices in us, like the shepherd rejoices when he finds that lost sheep. Nothing can keep us from God's love, and God's love will always find us, even when we wander off. God finds us, keeps us, and rejoices in us. Friends, in the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen.